Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We love sharing news from our sponsor, Healing Inside Acupuncture and Holistic Medicine on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. Owner Senya May and her team of practitioners are here to help you, especially when it comes to the health concerns that are unique to us women. At Healing Insight, women's health is a huge priority. They're helping women who think they just have to live with things like painful periods, PMS and PMDD, endometriosis and fibroids. Women like Beth, who shared this testimonial. She said, I had such bad cramps that I was suffering with PMS for three weeks out of the month and my moods were all over the place. The practitioners at Healing Insight worked their magic with acupuncture and herbs. I feel like a much better version of myself again. Senya says many of her patients are like Beth who think being on the birth control permanently is the only way to solve their hormonal issues and Senya says that's just not true. Healing Insight's holistic approach can rebalance your hormones naturally so you're not struggling with your cycle every month. And Healing Insight practitioner Nikki Ballian was also just officially certified as a fertility specialist by the American Board of Oriental Reproductive Medicine. She's one of only nine practitioners to have this certification in the whole state of Minnesota. Listen to the episodes of Best of the Nest featuring Senya, number 25, simply titled Anxiety, and episode 113, where we talk about coping with the COVID-19 global pandemic. Visit HealingInsightOnline.com. That's HealingInsightOnline.com to find out more about Senya and her team. I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is the NASTAR mini-show that's all about the delightful and delicious things that make our homes just where we want to be. And a lot of us are going to be at home during the school year yet again coming up this fall. So (laughs) our guest this week is Meredith Meredith Sinclair, who is a former elementary school teacher, and she's all about play and bringing play into your homes. She's the author of Well Played, The Ultimate Guide to Awakening Your Family's Playful Spirit. So we asked Meredith to stick around to be part of our little mini episode, The Nest, today to give us some ideas because in our episode earlier this week, we talked a lot about older kids and kids in high school and college and kind of managing the pandemic and managing the disappointments of what their school year is going to look like in the fall. But of course, we know a lot of you are parents like me of little ones. And how are you going to continue this home education without losing your mind, Meredith and Marjorie? That is the goal. So, Meredith, let's let's dive right in. What do you think? I mean, parents are going to be as much as teachers are teaching. And I know there is a plan and it all kind of differs in different places that teachers are teaching. It still doesn't change the fact that there is a much increased level of load of responsibility responsibility on parents at home when your kid is doing distance learning. It's just the way it is. Absolutely. I mean, and everybody got a taste of that at the end of last year. And so we all kind of know it's a little bit of trepidation because, but let's, let's, let's think about this though. We had no warning at all when that happened. Right. We were just all thrown in the right. deep end. Right. But now we have a little bit of time to prepare 
for this situation. So that's good. So we should think about that. Like there's in our world, a little pre-production that can happen. So So start now yeah. with that pre-production. Uh, and so I just have like a few tips having been at, like you said, I've taught pretty much preschool through about fifth grade. I've been in all those classrooms. And so here's what I would suggest. First of all, back to school is always a really exciting time for kids. It, it's fun. We, we get new clothes and supplies. It's going to look different, but I think that we have to celebrate it. I still I think we have to celebrate back to school and That's a great talk idea. about the positives of going to this, to this new grade that you're going to be entering into. And we can get so focused on all the bad all the negative. You don't get this and you don't get that and you won't have this and this is going to be hard, which is true, but our kids are listening to everything we're saying, to our friends on the phone, uh, to each other in our homes about how hard it's going to be and and the inconvenience for you. I mean, I know a lot of um, my friends with young kids, I mean, they're, they're so upset about all the inconveniences for them, which I understand, but our kids are hearing that too. So we have to be sensitive to that and we have to sort of make them feel like even though we might not be feeling it all 100%, we have to make them feel like we want them with us because the alternative is you might be going into a, a place that's not completely safe for you. So we want you home. It's okay that you're here. And let's talk about the positives and let's celebrate it. So I think however that looks for you, you can make a big what we used to do at the beginning of summertime, we'd do the Sinclair summer camp and all the things we get to do this summer. You could do that for the school year. You could have like what we're gonna what we're gonna get to do this school year. And you make a you know, put it on your refrigerator and make a list of fun things we can do. Just try and have a positive spin on this for them and celebrate back to school. That- That's a really big deal because if you think about my husband's mother was a teacher. She taught third grade forever. And what teachers get excited about is decorating their rooms for the kids coming back. And we don't know – like we can't make any blanket statement of what school is going to look like for that age because we're in all different parts of the country. But what you can do is exactly what you said is celebrate that school is starting again, whether that's two days at home and three days at school, whatever that looks like, you can be the other half of what the teacher would be doing, which is decorating the classroom, whatever that looks like in your house. I think that and, – and getting – I love that idea, Meredith, because it's even like getting a new back-to-school mm-hmm. outfit. Like you would anyway, even if your school in particular may not be open, of just keeping those traditions of school supplies and all of those things alive. I do love that, of marking that that it's starting again. I started thinking last night, I was looking on Pinterest for bento box lunch ideas because I was like, I'm going to have to pack, be packing my daughter's lunch, which I haven't done. Her childcare, their preschool, they do lunch there and I'll be sending her lunch to her with her, with her new school. And then I was thinking... Even if she's home a few days a week, if that's how it ends up going, I'm just going to pack her bento box lunch too so that she can, you know, and kind of get her involved in it and make it so that we have like that little ritual that then she's going to have her little box and she can still pull it out and get it, have it and have it ready for the day and just have some sense of the routine that I would like for her to have five days a week, even if she only gets that two, I love that. then yep. we'll try to continue that. Okay. What else? Okay, so then my second one is squad up, find your pod of like minded parents who are going through yeah. the same thing. Choose wisely. I think the people that you surround yourself with rub off on you. And so that's the vibe you're going to get. I've had both experiences with, 
that sort of squatting up with some people who may be pretty negative. And then guess what? You're feeling pretty negative all the time with everything. I'm not trying to say that you should be happy all the time about the situation. I am not, I mean, I, I don't have any denial that this is tough, but we can make choices with who we're squatting up with and, and partnering with that they need to be like, like-minded. So that, you, that we want to try and make this as positive as possible. Like start there. And so if you have That's a good. few friends that I know here where we are, I've heard rumblings of parents sort of saying, okay, so we all know that our kids are in the same class. And they're all going to be learning the same thing. So for science, let's have a side zoom of just our kids um, and some of their friends. And let's like, ex- like do an experiment together or like support each other. Or maybe you're really no, good at math good. and like full, full disclosure, like, I'll be your child's writing teacher, but I'm not going to help them with math. But like, I, I know my skills. And so like I could do that support and maybe someone else really understands the new math that kids are learning and they could be that support. So squat up and and find like-minded parents. That's good. That's good. And then the next one is give yourself a break because (laughs) as a former teacher, I know that these couple months, these next few months, and we're all very hopeful that, like, Lord willing, we have a vaccine by the end of the year and maybe things will turn around by January. So if we could just focus on these, like, three months, three or four months, that hopefully things will be back to normal soon. Yeah. Your child is not going to fail school because of this amount of time that isn't perfect. They will catch up. They will, they're resilient. They are smart little beings. And we, and you're, the teachers, will help them achieve to the level they need to be at when we can get things settled. So we we, have, we can get into this fear space of they're going to get so far behind that they're never going to catch back up. And that's, that's just not true. That's just not true. So give yourself a break. Be easy with yourself. There will be days that are terrible and there will be days that are great. And that's okay. It's just the way it's going I think to be. I love that you're saying that because even as I was listening to Minnesota's governor talk about this yesterday, I was thinking one thing that I, I wished that they were stressing a little bit more is just like everything, this isn't just a set in stone situation. That when you look at what your district is doing or what your individual school is doing, that I doubt that for any of them, I mean, I, I don't think any of them will will end maybe even the year of 2020 the same way that they begin the school year of 2020, right? I mean, let's hope it's going to all be shifting and it's just going to be the same where maybe it's going to be a couple steps forward and one step back. And that's how we're going to go. I mean, we've seen things in Minneapolis, for example, now it was restaurants open and then now they're shutting down. You can't sit in the bar area because that's where they were finding problems. Okay. So it's, it's a little bit, we're going to get a little bit and we're going to have to give a little bit, but not feeling like this is like our sentence for the next, you know, right. 10 years, because I just don't think it is. And if it is, then we'll have a whole nother right. crisis to right. figure out. Yeah, it's, it's about the flexibility. We can't go there now. We're learning. We're learning. We are learning, all of us collectively, parents, children, we're learning to be flexible and malleable. And that's a skill that's a wonderful thing to learn. It's not fun to learn, but we're learning it together. And I think that's just sort of another side point to that, which is, you don't, you can share with your kids that like, this is, they, they know it's hard for everybody, but you can also share with them what you're like, look, I'm learning to be flexible and I don't, this is a new skill for me and we're all in it together. 
Hey, Nesters, we want you to know more about one of our incredible guests turned sponsor on Best to the Nest. Annalisha Nimala is the powerhouse behind the Exercise 180 community and movement. We had an incredibly emotional and raw conversation with Annalisha on episode 92 that focused on how we look at, treat, and value our bodies. And you can go further with Annalisha by becoming an Exercise 180 member. When you do, you get an all-access pass to Annalisha's E180 digital course, private podcast, online workout videos, and private Facebook group where she hosts health challenges and live events, everything you need to become one of the strongest, healthiest people you know in body and mind, and to initiate you into a movement creating real change for the next generation, specifically our daughters. Go to exercise180.com forward slash join dash now for more about her membership. And she also offers a free masterclass that lays out the seven principles her E1 180 philosophy is built on. Get signed up for that at exercise180.com. As a bonus, everyone who signs up for her free masterclass receives a special link that allows you to get registered for her membership at a big discount. And go back and listen to episode 92 of Best to the Nest. It's a must listen. And I think too, I think one of the most important things you said is to at least buffer your kids a little bit from the idea that you don't want them yes. there. Yeah. I mean, I think we really have to remember that we're forming their little psyches all the time and they don't understand the nuance of, oh my God, my job is so hard. My job security is fragile. That's the pressure I'm feeling. What they're going to hear is you don't want me at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I do think we have to, that parents of, of younger and middle school children have to be mindful of the conversations that they're having around their kids. Because quite frankly, I think if I had kids that were in young kids or kids in middle school, the feeling I would want them to have at the end of all of this, whether it was true or not all the time, is how great was it that we got to spend all this extra time together. Like that's the feeling that I would want them to, when they're in their 20s, that I would want them to look back and go, oh my God, during the pandemic, I know it was a horrible time for the country, but gosh, my mom was always, she was so happy to be with me. She was so happy to have me home. And I think you can talk through that. It doesn't have to be fake, but I think you can really be mindful of what you're saying around them because it will have lasting effect. It They're never going to forget this. An opportunity. Yeah, yeah, they won't. And it's definitely an opportunity to live out what we work so hard for on this podcast, which is making your home your favorite place to be. I mean, making yeah. home the place that you want to be more than anywhere else. And when you get to leave, that's great. And you come back, but you know that home is safe and secure. Meredith, are there any things that you think parents, if they can afford it, should have on hand, ready to go for the school year, um, like any products or any kind of setups for learning that you think really work well? I think the main thing is, is not necessarily a specific product, but you really have to think about the space that your child is going to be working in. And to have a separate space that's like a work and then a play space. And I think setting that up and sort of what Marjorie was saying about like decorating, like teachers, I love decorating my classroom. That was one of my favorite things is getting ready for all the kids to come back in because it was my little, my, my little nest of teaching, right? Uh, right? And I think that we need to involve the children in that setup and help let them help set that up and decorate it and what makes them feel comfortable because what what we think makes them comfortable what they feel comfortable and might be different so talking to them about like what kind of space do you like to work in what makes you comfortable and 
sort of having that separation of work and play. And the other, this sort of goes into that as well, which is part of your kid's school day is recess, field trips, Mm -hmm. art, (laughs) playing. And my biggest advice would be invest in things that make their learning as playful as possible. I know as a teacher that kids learn best through a playful experience. doesn't mean it's silly. doesn't mean it's goofy. It means it's inventive, creative, fun. So what... Yeah, filled with curiosity, I think. So what I would suggest is take a look at the curriculum that your child is going to be expected to learn. And every district has a set of curriculum standards that they want to uh, achieve for that grade for that year. But right now you're just going to look for the fall sort of, and you can ask your teachers if it's not available to you yet. Say, I want to know what those standards are. What is your aim? What would have been your, what is your aim for the next three months? And it'll be like masters, you know, addition from one to, it'll be very specific as a teacher. We have these standards. And then what you can do is as a parent, you know that they're going to be giving you materials and a lot of it's digital or worksheets or whatever. Not that fun. So you can take a look at what those things are and then let yourself have fun and be creative and be playful with it and say, great, they need to learn how to add and subtract up to this in the number. Well, we're going to do it. We have such great resources online now. You can go to Pinterest and everywhere else to, to have fun, creative ideas, lots of educational sites to find playful ways to do that. So it's, I mean, worksheets, that is not the most playful, effective way to teach children pretty much anything. Those are like a practice thing. Mm -hmm. Fine. But let yourself be creative in how you are going to teach those things to your kid. You don't have to, as long as they have the standard down, they can do that skill. How they get there doesn't really matter. If you can make that more playful, do it. So I always, you know, I, I had the privilege of teaching in sort of independent school. So we weren't tied to textbooks so much, which was great. So I could take those standards and go, hey, they, we need, we need to know how to, you know, write a story that has a, a great beginning, middle and end. Well, I'm going to do that in a more creative way than round robin reading. So allow yourself to be flexible with that and be creative and whatever you, your skill is, whatever you love to do, if it's painting or whatever as a parent, like, incorporate those things into helping to teach your kids those skills that they need to learn. Be flexible with it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the most important thing, and I I will just say before we wrap up, the other important thing that you said, Meredith, is I think even I'm hearing in this whole discussion about schools reopening or not reopening, a lot of the spokespeople that are on CNN or the other networks are talking about, you know, our kids are going to get so far behind. They're going to get far behind. And I think for a parent that just adds this huge amount of stress that you don't even really know what that means. Like, what does it mean that they're behind? Like, oh my God, they're behind. Chill. (laughs) What you need to know is your kids need to be, feel safe, happy, and healthy. Mm -hmm. The addition will come the subtraction will come. Fractions will come. Honestly, try and keep up. Try and keep your kids where they're supposed to be. But if we all get frantic, if we get panicked, if we are fearful, that's all going to translate to your kids. And as we learned from doc- Dr. Bobby Wegner, we don't make good decisions in panic. We don't no. make good decisions when we're stressed no. out. And so I like that idea of what you love 
use that to try and help teach your kids. It's going to be yeah. okay. But those are all great suggestions. One of the things to, to piggyback on that, early on, there was a teacher who wrote sort of an op-ed to parents at the beginning of this, like when parents were freaking out about having to be the teacher. And I thought this was so poignant. Her main point was, as a teacher, I can catch your kids up academically. I can do that. I got it. Do what you can do, but I, I'm... I'm your support. I'll be there when this is over. What I can't do is provide a home where they feel wanted and safe. I can't support them emotionally. I can't hug them. I can't play with them. I can't do all the things that you can do are really valuable. I need you to send me children when this is over that are happy, self-confident, enthusiastic to come back. I can't be that support that you can be as a parent. That's your job. So do those things well. The the worst thing for a teacher when all of this is over is to get a class full of overly anxious students (laughs) who are not able to cope. Exactly. (laughs) That would be awful. Exactly. Very true. Meredith, thank you so much. We love chatting with you. We love talking with you, especially in this hard time. It's good to talk to you in the good times. It's good to talk to you in the bad times. So we're happy that you're here with us. Thanks for having me. If you're enjoying this podcast, oh, we're so delighted. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review at Apple Podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest or go to bestofthenest.com to subscribe to our newsletter. We are the podcast that brings you home. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.